This is a download from the Wireless Theatre Company, Devon Girl, by Zaley Burrow. First in the morning I will see the Devon Hills surrounding me. The patchwork fields of red and brown. And the sway of the corn with its sweet soft sound. First in the morning I will go to the far off field with the corn to grow. The old wood pigeon up in the oak. Let's raise our glass to Devon folk. The old wood pigeon up in the Are you ready for your breakfast then? Sounds like it, you noisy little beggars. And how's the ringworm, my little lover? Give any chip, I shouldn't wonder. Put your head back! <laughs> you Starks is powerful strong. Look, look, I can't pour your milk in the bucket if you've got your head in the way. Move back! There's a good lad. <laughs> Grace lands. Come here, come on, come on, come on the milk. Oh, who's my lovely boy then, eh? You know something, Gracelands. Elvis would have loved the farming life. All this fresh air, you can't beat it. Of course, Priscilla wouldn't have been no good. Far too high maintenance. <laughs> can't imagine her in a shed with a hundred sows and a dose of enteritis. Even my Johnny said that her'd probably think laminitis was a fashion garment. I don't know why he ever married her. He should have chose someone like me. After all... I got three tractors, 15 black saddleback pigs, and I own a combine harvester, and there's not many as can say that. <laughs> I suppose if I do eventually get married, then Johnny Hutchins could be the one for me. After all, he don't mind that I spray my Wellington boots silver, or that I have deep feelings for Elvis Presley. Of course, the wedding's going to have to be in Gracelands, because I've never been north of Bridgewater Market, and Johnny is going to wear heavily beaded trousers, which is very, very tight. And we are going to call our kid Elvis. Oh, unless it's a girl, which it won't be. <laughs> but if it is, which it won't, then we'll call her Grace and change our surname to Lance. And then there'll be two of you, eh, boy? Good to get these ear boots off at the end of the day. Come here, boy. Up you come. Give us a kiss. Oh, you lovely boy. Oh, well, Gracelands, I've cleared out the pig shed with the bobcat. I've drove in 25 fence posts up the top field and I've dehorned two dozen sturks. It is hard work, this ear farming, but it's better than being sat on your backside all day. It would be a lot easier if I had a bit more help, though. See, father ain't no good to me no more. <laughs> Too old. He just sits out in the garden all day with his shotgun, waiting for the moles to heave up. Since mother died, father don't talk much. Or was took by the Lord, ever so sudden. Read one of these ambulisms out in the pig shed. Father found her laid out with Alice, her prize sow. I remember this parademic feller turned up, and he had rings through his eyebrows, his, his nose and his tongue. I ask you, how can you trust someone with more holes than a colander? He had so much metal in his face I didn't know whether to thank him for coming or hitch him up to the tractor and plough the top field with him. Of course, he couldn't do nothing for her because her was already dead. But I got no real worries about Mother because, of course, Elvis will be looking after her now, eh? 
wearing a white lycra jumpsuit with a rhinestone belt, no doubt. <laughs> anyway, tears up to bed with me, because I'm past Miss Albi date. In your basket now, boy, and I'll see you in the morning. Sally Ann. All right, Johnny. Father all right? He's all right. Yours all right? Yeah, he's all right. Well, show me the way to Queenie the Sow. The insemination king oh, is here. <laughs> Hang on a minute, Johnny. I'm just going to pop over the calf shed and give one little fella a shot of penicillin. All right. He don't look too good to me, poor little beggar. I think he's got lore. All right, mate, you carry on, because you don't want that spreading up his legs. The insemination king can wait. Hey, Queenie? Oh, there's a mighty fine farmer, is that Sally Ann? First thing that attracted me to her was her skill as a farmer. Very arousing, his talent, in any shape or form. First time I seed her, her was bent double over a large black saddleback pig with erysipelas administering penicillin. Oh, t'was a sight to behold. Her give me a bone on from here to Wivelscombe. You could have hung a full-length sheepskin coat off the end of him and he wouldn't have bent down. I tell you, I know to that moment, her was the maid for me. Her's been about a bit, rentivity and the likes, but that don't worry me. See, I prefer as an experienced lover, which is exactly what I considers myself to be. I would say that most blokes around these parts thinks that a Claytoris is a small village of the B3149 to Barnstable. I might not know that two and two makes five, but I do know how to take a woman to the dizzy heights of orgasmic pleasure. And on that note... Sally Ann, come on, I haven't got all day. The insemination king is ready. All right, Johnny, I'm here now. This will be the first time I've seen an insemination, and I'm quite excited. <laughs> Look, quick, Johnny, straddle her backside, hurry up. Go on. Pass the insemination trips out. Here are, Johnny. Cool. Looks like a corkscrew, don't it? That's because boars have got corkscrew-shaped bits down below. Oh. That's why they're called boars, because they bores into the cell. Whoa, 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 keep still, Queenie. <laughs> Course, it isn't the same as having a real boar, because this way, tis over in a flash. And with a real boar, he might be at it for whoa, whoa, a good 20 minutes. I'd be happy with that. You're my lovely girl. Ours named after our own dear Queen, you know, because they're such a smart animal. Got a lot of time for the Queen, cause her's always well turned out. Never sees her go out without a hat what matches her coat. Her is a smart maid. Yeah, it can be much fun traipsing all over the world, waving out of windows when you'd rather be at home with a cup of tea and Emmerdale on the box. Not that I watch Emmerdale, cause tis up the bleeding rubbish, but folk do like it, and I expect her to do too, if truth be told. Ha! Ah, now the archers! Oh, that is something I do like! Yeah! Oh, there we go, Queenie. That should do the trick. All right, Sally Ann, I must now depart to rinse my insemination equipment. See ye later on. <laughs> All right, Johnny, see you later. Do you know Queenie? Apparently, he has never had an unsuccessful insemination. Absolutely marvellous. <gasps> Just look at that sunset. I love it here, watching the changing of the skies. I think I'll go and get a glass of scrumpy and watch the sun go down. Mother loved it up here, Gracelands, gleaning the graves. If her ever had a bit of spare time, her'd be up here weeding and farting about the stones. <laughs> now her lies up here, alongside her mother, and her mother's mother, and her father, and her father's brother's sister. 
In fact, most of us cripplets is up here somewhere about. Those what have died, that is. Morning, Mother. I've come to clean your grave. I know she likes it kept tidy. I've brought you up a little bunch of they pinks to put in your jam jar and a trowel to scrape that moss off your headstone. Mother, I've got a feeling in me waters that Johnny Hutchins up Clax's farm is going to ask me to marry him. I know he's no Elvis, but I can't marry Elvis because he's dead and there ain't any fellas around Cullet and what look like the king. And besides, Johnny's a hard-working chap. I could do better, but... I don't think I will. I have to confess that I have had to try him out in the trouser department because some fellers don't know nothing about women's nether regions and apparently that can lead to a great deal of disappointment. Tis hard talking about such intimate things with your mother. Of course, tis easier now that you're dead and all, but I think you should know in a bedroom situation... Johnny can make me shout out for more like a housewife at a Take That concert. See, Mother, times has changed since you was a girl and you've got to try something out before you buy it these days. You don't want to buy a Cumberland sausage and get it home and unwrap it to find a chip of latter, do we? I'll be off now then, Mother, because Johnny's coming over to do the earmark numbers for Father this afternoon. We got that woman from the Agricultural Ministry on the prowl again. <laughs> Check in the paperwork. I'll be back in a fortnight, God willing, and I'll bring you a bunch of acres ants from the back garden. I loves you, Mother. Child, are you in the kitchen? Don't he come in long here with your strawy bleeding boots on. I overthrew here only last week. Tis all right, they're outside the door. Oh, park yourself over there then, Johnny. <laughs> Here's a cup of tea and a custard cream. I'm just going to take Father's out to the garden to him. Father, put the gun down. I'm coming out with your tea. Ah, lovely. Here's to the small pleasures in life. Hey, boy. <laughs> Now then, Gracelands, to my favourite job of the week, earmark numbers. Instead of a name like Cyril or Mervyn, cars have got to have numbers what's marked on their ears, and all these numbers has to be logged in this here logbook. Sometimes takes me two hours a week to do this job. To the right palaver, I can tell you. This woman from the Ministry of Agriculture come up here last month and told Sally Ann to get one of these computers. Or says, you can do it all on the internet then, Miss Creplet. I says, we've only just mastered intercourse up these parts, my dear, let alone internet. <laughs> we haven't seen her since. Then we gets this year letter from the Ministry accusing me of sexual harassment. <laughs> sexual harassment? I tell you, her would have been so lucky. Hers, the kind of woman what will have returned unopened, written on her headstone. Oh, Jesus! Sal, your father's going to give me heart failure one day trying to shoot they moles. It's not the moles he's aiming for, it is they cyclists. Father, put that gun down right now! I don't know why they comes up round these parts. They knows he'll take a pop at them. Ah, serves him right. They're no good man or beast, they cyclists. Burn their legs out just to give their arses a ride. Silly beggars. Here, pass me they custard cream, sally Ann. I needs a bit of energy for this evening. Why? What are you doing this evening then, Johnny? Only taking you somewhere special, sally Ann. So make sure you've cleaned out the pig sheds by seven and I'll be up with the quad bike. 
Oh, my giddy aunt. He only takes me out on the quad bike when he is feeling very romantic. I reckon tonight he may pop the big question. I best put the boiler on. I think I better have a bath, despite the fact that I only had one three days ago. <laughs> oh, well, you can never be too clean, can you? <laughs> I hear the rumble of the trusty quad bike. I may be back very, very late, Gracelands. <laughs> Probably with a disgustingly large ring on my finger, if you know what I mean. <gasps> oh, I hope he likes my orange boiler suit. He can be rather old-fashioned at times. Sally, i move your arse! I'm coming! Metaphorically speaking, that is. <laughs> I love it up here on the hillside, Johnny. Beats a bed any day, don't you think? Sure does. I'm glad we bought the Lido cushion, though, because last time I got a rather nasty infection on my rear end from the thistle pricks. Oh. I had to take a ten-day course of antibiotics to shift it. I don't care, though, because Johnny Hutchins, you really are the king. Well, I try me best. <laughs> Pass me the fags, Lady Godiver. I can't believe you wore the lycra, Johnny. <laughs> You're such a laugh. <laughs> Actually, it looks really, really good on you. Glad to oblige, Miss Creplet. And I do like you in those silver wellingtons, especially <laughs> with nothing else on. You look like a naked space woman. <laughs> you know just how to flatter me, Johnny. Mm. 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 Oh, bugger. I meant to tell you, I see Richard Sucksmith today and he's coming round first thing in the morning to take a look at these stirks you're selling. That's all right, I can handle him. Massage my neck, will he? <laughs> oh, that's proper lovely, that is. <laughs> oh, 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 bugger. I also meant to tell you that I think one of these stirks may have middle ear disease. How romantic. He keeps tipping his head over one side. You've got to give him long-acting penicillin in his ear before you turns in tonight and pray old Sucksmith don't notice. You know so much about animals, don't you, Johnny? And I find that so attractive. Come here. Just think how much I save the vet spells. I know it's just how to pay back. Now lie down and give us a kiss. <sighs> Sally... I got something I've been meaning to ask you for some time now. Have you, Johnny? Yes. Sally Ann, I feel we are like minded, you and me, mm -hmm. in that we both love farming. You got 100 acres, 75% of which is arable, and I've got probably double. That's right, Johnny. Life is short, Sally Ann. I realise that now. To the day when my old bull Jesse was dying, just before he passed on, he looked up at me with his one good eye as if to say, Make the most of this life, boy, because you've been dead a long time. And he was gone. Well, I feel that if we could join forces, mm -hmm. we could make life a lot easier for the two of us. That's true. What, 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 what I'm meaning to ask is, would you, Sally Ann, make me the happiest farmer <laughs> locally, that is? Yes, Johnny. And join together with me, um... Yes, Johnny? in sharing your combine harvester during the cutting season. Uh, you, you don't have to answer straight away, but obviously it would save me hiring one. So, if you could let me know fairly soon, like uh, first thing tomorrow morning, 
I would be most grateful. Oh, I see. Huh. I don't really need to think about your proposal until tomorrow, as I already have my answer. Oh. And that is, no, you may not borrow my combine harvester. Oh. You can cut your corn with a pair of nail clippers for all I care. What? But please return my Elvis records and the black quiffed Elvis wig that you're so partial to wear into the young farmer's Christmas do. But I like that. I will now be returning home on foot on my own as I'd rather castrate a mad bull with my teeth in the driving snow on the top of Comstock Beacon than sit astride that noisy, bleeding quad bike with you. Oh, by the way, Sally Ann Cripplip, I almost forgot to ask. Well? What do you want to borrow now? The chain arrow? Will you marry me? Oh. Um. Well, uh, I might and I might not. I'll have to mull it over and let you know. If the answer is no, uh, can I still borrow your combine harvester? I didn't say no, but I will have to give it much thought and consideration. Oh, don't think about it for too long, Sally Ann, or you may lose the love of your life along with a fine milking herd. Don't talk such a utter rot, Johnny Hutchins. Ah, 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 you be careful, cos I got a whole farmyard of maids just laning up to be milked. Oh, yeah, like who? Ginny Spade for one. Ha! <laughs> her got a face like a slapped ass. <laughs> that may be so, but her do have 140 horsepower Massey Ferguson with a CD player. And you can put looks aside when top of the range farm machinery is involved. Well, you best get on a married Ginny Spade then. And good luck, cos you're going to need it waking up with that every morning. Oh, I'm winding the up, Sal. You're the only maid for me, and that's for sure. Here, you best take a look at this here ring. What I got for thee, then? Hi, <gasps> giddy Ham. <gasps> Tis real nice, Johnny. <laughs> what sort of stone is it? Real cubic zirconium. What's that? Tis like diamonds, only better. Oh, that is so nice, Johnny. <laughs> no one has ever given me anything so nice as that. Apart from that Black & Decker workbench, what you gave me last Christmas. <laughs> of course, that don't mean I'm definitely going to say yes, but I will take the ring with me. <laughs> Where'd you get it from, then? I got it from that shop down Cullumpton called Roll Gold. Oh. Dougie Spars give me a good discount, cos I always take some a good cut of beef when I've been down the slaughterhouse. Oh, oh. You've got to ask father for my hand in marriage too, you know. Oh. If you're going to do it proper, like in the films. Well, when I do, could you please make sure he hasn't pickled himself in scrumpy? Because he's just as likely to shoot me as say yes. <laughs> Look, you just got to duck down quickly if he do raise his gun. Tis all about lightning reflexes. Oh, I remember that then, hopefully. <laughs> well, let's get you on them, because else you ain't going to be no good to man or beast come morning. Climb aboard! I'm walking home. <laughs> Don't be daft. You're going to get over five fields, not to mention crossing that ford. And tis deep, that ford, especially after all the rain we've had. I'm walking home because I need time alone to think. And that's that. <laughs> all right. I'll see ye tomorrow then, mate. All right, Johnny. Sally Ann Hutchins. That's got a real nice ring to it. What do you think of that, then, old Mr Moon? Mrs Sally Ann Hutchins. Oh, my giddy arm. <laughs> it is all a bit scary. Marriage is a bit like having a dog. It's not just for Christmas, it's for life. And you have to share everything, even chocolate. Oh, what do you think, Elvis? Oh, bugger!
two shakes of a cat's whisker. Ow! Oh, that was my foot. I give up. Sally Ann, you in the shed? Oh, Mary, thank the Lord. Get yourself in here and help me coax this little stirk in the pen, will he? Every time he gets nearly in, he spins round and he's off like a rat up a drain. He's the last one for de-orning and he's putting her word me out. Out the way! Right, you awkward bugger. Look, I wouldn't want my arms removed either, but I've got to be done, so in you goes! That's good, boy. Good, 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 good. There's boy. Now, Sally Ann, park your backside on that bed over there and have a rest. I'll take care of this little fella. Oh, thanks, Mary. You're my lifesaver. Here's the syringe. Right, my little fella, just a little injection and you shall feel no pain. Once I had her secret love, hold still, that lived within the heart of me. All too soon my secret, <clears throat> there's the boy, all done. Oh, I love this about nothing. Anyways, where's that Johnny father of yours when he needs a bit of manpower? He's out in the tool shed with Father. Oh, he's brave. I'll give him that much. Oh, I know. Father had been on the cider since sunrise, polishing his 12-bore shotgun. <gasps> oh, sweet Jesus, I hope Father haven't shot him. Oh, he can but wish. What's he doing out there, anyways? Asking Father for my hand in marriage. Oh, Sally. You isn't going to marry that lanky streak of piss, is he? Johnny Hutchins is a good man, Mary. He had no oil painting, I knows that, but beauty is in the eyes of the beholden. Then you need your eyes tested, Sally Ann. He's got so many spots, you could play Dot to Dot on his face. That's just his eye levels of testosterone. Anyways, I ain't gonna hang around and be left on the shelf, if oh. that's what you think. You know, t- tis about time you grew your hair a bit, Mary, and found a filler. Shave your bloody legs whilst you're at it, unless you wants me to give you a once-over with a grass mower. Hey, excuse me, I like the hair on my legs, and elsewhere for that matter. And as long as I got my Ollie Davison, I shan't never be lonely. Of course, now you're getting married, you won't want me hanging around anymore. Mary Pring, you'll always be my closest friend, and that'll never change. I stood by you when they Mullins maids bullied you up top school yeah. and wouldn't other kids laughed at you on the bus because you lived in a caravan and smelt to high heaven. And I still do live in a caravan. Ah, but thankfully you don't smell no more. But if you did, which you don't, then you would still be my dearest friend. And Mary, my door will always be open to you. Oh. Apart from when it's shut and then, of course, you'll have to knock. Thanks, Sal. You is a true friend, that's for sure. Uh, would you mind putting down the gun, Mr. Cribblet? Yeah. Tis me, Mr. Cribblet, Johnny Hutchins, from Up Clax's farm. Uh, may I say, what a lovely tool shed you have here. Bloody moulds. Yeah, they're a damn nuisance, the moulds. Um, but, but, but I've come to another matter. I'm here to ask for your permission to marry your daughter, Sally Ann. Oh? Sally Ann, your favourite daughter? In fact, your only daughter. I want her to be my wife. Oh, well, I, I don't normally start drinking before eight in the morning. Yeah, but yeah. considering tis your own brew, I wouldn't dream of saying no. Uh, uh, cheers. 
There's no need to worry, because I do love Celia and Mr. Kriplet, as much as tis possible, that is. I'm not a great one for expressing me feelings, but it gives me a glow inside. Like when I set eyes on a good sturdy bullock or, or a fine sow. Ah. Oh, thank you, Mr. Kreplet. Cheers. Uh, this'll have to be me last, or I isn't going to be any good for nothing. Of <laughs> course, when I'm your son-in-law, we'll be able to tackle the moles you got out in the garden together. Moles! Everywhere! That's right, Mr. Kreplet. We'll get they bloody moles and give them what for. I've got a gun at my farm that'll blow them from here to land's end. So, um... What do you think, then? About me and Sal. Uh, uh, do I have your blessing, Mr. Cripplet? I'll take that as a yes, then. And uh, thanks for the cider. So, you're going to say yes, then? I haven't decided as yet. Maybe. You isn't pregnant, is he? Because, oh. it's hard to tell. No, I isn't that bloody stupid. Why are you going to get married, then? Here in Kentisville Church, of course. Will you be wearing white? Yeah, of course I'll be wearing white. You know, you're a bit like Mary from the Bible. Apart from that, you ain't a virgin. Mary Pring, you a cheeky beggar. I don't suppose you'd be my maid of honour, because you're a bit old to be one of they bridesmaids. Do I have to wear one of they satin Christmas cracker dresses? Afraid so. Can't I wear my leathers? No, you can't. Come on, Mary. Let's go on inside and have some breakfast. Sally Ann, you're in the kitchen. Oh, thank God you're all right, Johnny. How was Father? Uh, dangerous. Oh, hello, Mary. What are you doing here, then? Do I need a reason to visit my dear friend of 20 years? Back in the knife drawer, Miss Sharp, I was only asking. You wants to marry my Sally Ann, then, I hear? News travels fast round these parts. What did Father say then, Johnny? He said relationships need testing before marriage and that he'd give ours an end of road guarantee. What's he mean by that then? That he'd guarantee ours to the end of the road. Oh, <laughs> many a true word is spoken in jest, Johnny Hutchins. <laughs> Sal, a word of advice. You wants to winter him and summer him and winter him again before you commit to marriage. That's what my old mother taught me, God rest her soul, and to sturdy advice. Good God, Mary Pring, if your arse was as big as your mouth, your guts would fall out. If I had a face like yours, I'd teach my arse to speak. <laughs> I take it that you're over the moon at our good news then, Mary. i best be off now, Sal, before Mary's cold looks freeze me to the spot. Ugh. See you later, Sally Ann. In our usual place. I just can't see what you sees in him, Sal. Elvis would turn in his grave and so would your mother. God rest her soul. Love is a mysterious beast, Mary, and there is no fathoming it. But I do love Johnny, spots and all. Of course, it do help that he got 200 acres of good land and one of they widescreen TVs. Well, my sights are aimed a little higher than the likes of Johnny Hutchins up Clark's farm. In fact, it may well surprise you to know that I have my eyes set firmly on young Gordon Ramsay. I thought Winston Churchill was more your type. Yes, but a mm, bit of a problem. You don't like the smell of cigar smoke? No, he's dead. 
Oh, yeah, of course he is. What a shame. Not really, because Gordon Ramsay is the fella for me. And when Gordon sees me before his Michelin star dies, he'll want to knead me, like, warm down <laughs> with his large hands. Very pretty, you are a dirty beggar. <laughs> and he'll get out his long, hard, wooden rolling pin. Very. <laughs> Hello, ladies. I hit the racket and thought I'd let myself in for a ringside seat. Morning, Mr. Sucksmith. Morning. You looking fair to middling Sally Ann Cripplet. Farming life suits me well. How's father? Oh, you know, laid out on the tool shed floor. Ah, still making his own cider, then. Oh, yeah. Because I is feeling mighty parched this fine sunny morning. Mary, go and fetch Mr. Sucksmith a pint of scrumpy from the tool shed, will he? Mind you don't trip over father. How's business? Mm, slow, Sally Ann, very slow, my dear. Long gone is the time when you could get half a dozen stirks for a pony and go home with a smile on your face. But let's be grateful for what we do have. And tis a fine day for plucking chickens, nonetheless. Who's that Mary made, then? Or's my old school friend what lives down Horn Road? Oh, Mary Pring. Mother was Vera. Oh, oh, quite a looker in her time was Vera Pring. Uh, Worked down the slaughterhouse. Her could de-feather a fowl faster and I could down a pint. Here are, Mr Sucksmith. Your cider. Oh, cheers. (laughs) I was saying, Mary, how I knowed your mother. Oh, yeah. Her was a handsome maid in her time. Of course, her's withered up to buggery now, isn't her? Looks like an old leather handbag. Could say that, what with her being dad and all. But in her time, her was some looker. How your father got her is a mystery to all. I never knowed such a long-haired, useless critter as your father. He was as crooked as they come. Couldn't piss straight. Takes one to know one. Uh, what's that you're muttering about, mate? Mr. Sucksmith, you wants to have a look at my Starks, then? They'm a fine bunch. I'll be the judge of that, Miss Griplet. What do we want for him, then, mate? 130 ahead. <laughs> well, my dear, I isn't into daylight robbery. <coughs> See, even the cat thinks that's a bit steep. You're as tight as they come, Richard Sucksmith. That's a fair price and you know it. Shh, Mary, I'll deal with this. All right, then, 120 apiece, but I am going no lower. What's the little Guernsey down the end arching his head round for? He haven't got nothing wrong with him, has he? Oh. I've always done that. He's the last little fellow to be fed and he's always craning his neck round looking for his milk. Are we agreed on the price then, Richard? Uh, if you gives me another of they pints of cider, I could agree to anything, you little vixen. Quick, Mary, get Richard another pint. <sighs> now, show me the colour of your money. Oh, you sure that's all you want to see? Positive. That's a fair lot of cash to be carrying round. Mr. Sucksmith, you've dropped something. What's that then, maid? Well, tis too late now. Graceland's have eaten it. Twas a little blue tablet, Mr. Sucksmith. I hope Graceland's will be all right. <laughs> He'll be more than all right, my dear. Trust me on that. Shame for me, though, because that was my lucky blue tablet. See, 
when you're my age, you never knows when an opportunity may rise up. Or not, as the case may be. <laughs> now then, Sally Ann, are you sure it is only the colour of my money that you wants to see? Richard, what would your good wife say if she heard you talking like this? Her isn't into the ways of the flesh no more. Here's your cider. Why, thank you, kind Mary. <clears throat> <sighs> You know, you could be quite attractive if you growed your hair a bit and lost a few stones. So could you, Mr Sucksmith, if I were blind and deaf and had lost my sense of smell? Oh, charming, Mary. Well, I'll send the lorry round for the calves later then, Sally Ann. Regards to your father. Don't you be going home on the main road after drinking all that cider. <laughs> you get stopped, you'll lose your licence. Don't even worry, maid, cos I will be taking the alternative cross-country route. And keep an eye on that dog of yours. <laughs> I don't bloody believe it. You've just drove through my fence, what I put up last week. That's straight through the cornfield. Your father's going to kill him. I hope he do too. Ignorant beggar. My father wasn't crooked like Sucksmith said. And he actually chose the way we lived. In a caravan and all. Pure Romany was my dad. Not a gypsy as some folk think. When I was four, he made me a stall carved with wild flowers. And he sang like the wind over Kemble Copse. My mother's chocolate eyes would flicker in the firelight as he told us of his travelling days was better than any TV show, even Scrappy Challenge. It is true that my father had no steady job, but I can't say as I missed out on much, and that's the God's honest truth. And Richard Sucksmith, (laughs) I may be too stone overweight, but I can always go on a diet, and you will forever have an ugly soul. There's nothing what'll change that. Yeah, he's fine. But the cat's looking a bit rough round the edges. Rough round the edges? Let me have a closer look. Well, what I actually mean by rough round the edges is, in fact, dead. The cat is dead? Yeah. But the funny thing is, Eriv got a smile on her face. I'd like to be a Romany A-travelling through On a bright clear day in the month of May With a nickel in my hand With my heart heel shoes, that's the life I choose Nothing needs be planned I'll be free as a bird to travel this world Me a travelling one-man band Sal, you can just see the church spire from up here, to the left of that copse, see? Oh yeah, I never noticed that before. Tis lovely up here, isn't it? Like you's on top of the world. You know, you haven't officially said yes to marrying me, Sally Ann Cripplet. Well, you haven't officially got down on bended knee to ask me as yet. Oh, very well. <clears throat> Will you... 
Sally Ann Criplet with your wild green come to bed eyes. Take me, Johnny the Stud Hutchins, to be your legal wedded husband. To have whenever you wish and to farm with from this day forth till one of us kicks the bucket. Very romantically put, <laughs> Johnny. And the answer is. I will. Oh. Mm. Mm. Well, I'm glad that's all sorted out then. Now. How's about a bit of trouser action? Afraid i got to go and tell Mother the good news. I'm sure she won't mind waiting a couple of minutes longer. She is dead, after all, and I need a bit of relief, shall we say. Well, I'm sorry, Johnny, but Mother needs to know what's going on. I don't like to be kept in the dark. But Sal, hers in a coffin. I would have thought her was fairly used to the dark by now. Oh, come on, we've only been up here five minutes. Sal, Come back! We've got the rest of our lives together, Johnny. Mother, I've brought you a bunch of the croissants, what I promised last time. The ones with the heavy purple heads. They hardly look real, they're so perfect. I'll put them next to your headstone. There. Oh, they're a picture. Tis a shame you can't see them. Mother, Johnny has officially proposed. He's actually asked me to marry him. He got down on one knee, like in the movies. Oh, I am so absolutely excited. Mother, I feel like I've got a whole new life ahead of me and we're going to share our farm machinery and everything. Would you believe it? Johnny's got a chain arrow that can do the job in half the time as my old one. I just can't put it all into words. When we get married, you'll be part of it, what were you being buried here in the churchyard and all. Obviously, you won't be able to come in the church, but you'll hear the singing from inside for sure. I could leave the doors open. That's it. We'll leave the church doors wide open and we'll play your favourite tune. And don't worry about Father. He's over the moon about everything. I know that, because when Johnny asked for my hand and all, Father didn't shoot him. And if he wasn't happy, he would have shot him for sure. Good morning, and welcome to the Lord's house. All right, Vicar? All right, Vicar? Yes, I'm all right. Thank you for asking. Now then, you've obviously lived in the parish all your lives, but why do you want to get married in the church? Sally Ann, perhaps you'd like to answer that question? Us cripplets have always got married in this here church for as long back as I can remember. It is traditional. And, of course, because I'm ever so very religious. I know I don't go to church as such, but I do believe in God, even though I've never actually seen him. I've got a Bible around somewhere, and I always comes to Christmas Eve service because I love carols. Well, that's splendid, Sally Ann. Oh, yeah, and I forgot to say, I gave quite a bit of money to the church roof fund last summer. Oh, yes, that was very generous of you. <laughs> now, I have to ask all of my prospective couples this question. Are you blood-related? Well, my great... Grandmother Alice apparently once had a bunk up with Johnny's great-grandfather, but nothing ever come of it. And also my first cousin, Annie Woodgates, is married to Johnny's brother's uncle, which is a bit weird. But, but to get to the point, no, we aren't blood-related. Unless, of course, we're brother and sister, and my dad ain't told me. <laughs> uh, 
Only joking. I hope. <laughs> Stop arsing around, Sally Ann. The vicar's got vicar's work to do. Johnny, <laughs> do you consider yourself to be a Christian? Well, I don't quite believe that the Lord made the world in seven days. But I do feel the power of the Almighty when I seize the sheen on the coat of a well-bred racehorse. Or the orange glow what rises from a field of ripe corn. Or indeed the contentment on Sally Ann's face after a long session with my good self. Tis better to give than to receive, says the Lord. And I likes giving, but not if I isn't going to receive nothing in return. I'm telling you, Vicar, if the good Lord met my Sally Ann after three pints of barley wine and saw that wicked glint in her eye, he would want to receive. And receive again, long before giving. <laughs> it isn't all about physical compatibility, Johnny. Oh. Although, for the means of procreation, it certainly helps. I am presuming that you want a family together? Oh, I want at least five children. But Sal says we have to start with a couple and see how this goes on. But well, she's worried about her nether regency after childbirth. <gasps> well, I told her tis designed to spring back fairly sharpish down there. <laughs> the good lord was clever when he made that an apartment, that's for sure. That's a very astute observation. Hmm. But of course there is always the possibility that you may be unable to have children. Oh, not me and Sal. We'm fertile like Devon soil. That's right. Johnny's only got a look at me and I ovulate. <laughs> well, certainly good to have a positive attitude. Oh, now, Vicar, when us gets married, Vicar, Johnny is going to wear heavily beaded lycra trousers, what is very, very tight. <laughs> is that going to be all right? I have absolutely no issue whatsoever with your choice of clothing. In fact, I should imagine that the lycra will look very fetching <laughs> with the light cascading in through the stained glass windows and the multitude of colours dancing on the shiny fabric. <laughs> I have to confess that I myself am a bit of an Elvis fan. And it saddens me to think of his final sad years of decline into the world of drink and drugs. No doubt contributed to by the tragic loss of his twin brother Jesse at birth. Mm. Incidentally, I have a huge collection of Elvis records should you wish to come and peruse at your leisure one afternoon. <laughs> anyway, onwards. Therefore shall a man leave his father and mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh. Think about what this means to you both, and beware the serpent. Temptation comes in many guises, and marriage must not be taken lightly. Have, um, have you ever been married, Vicar? No, Johnny, I have not been blessed with such a gift. But um, have you ever been visited by the serpent? Many times, Johnny. Many times. But thankfully, God gave me the strength to resist. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thought of his heart was only evil continually. Genesis chapter 6, verse 5. I've got a quote too, Vicar. 
and after 25 years of marriage, bedroom action was non-existent for the Joneses, and Melvin Jones was greatly aroused by the new Polish cleaner, especially her talents with regards to her low dusting of the skirting boards in nothing more than a flimsy thong. Playboy magazine, September issue, page 13. That all sounds very informative, Johnny, but I cannot view affairs with new world cleaners, Polish or otherwise, as a marriage aid when bedroom antics become mundane. However thorough their dusting techniques. But I would, if pushed, advise the introduction of chafe-proof PVC. Perhaps in a deep red shade to the mixing pot of sexual activity. And God looked upon the earth and behold, it was corrupt. And on that note, I hope to see you both in church on Sunday. Oh, I almost forgot to ask, have you ever been divorced? Can we leave that till after we are married? Here it is, Mary. Married bliss. Oh, they've got some lovely dresses in the window, haven't they? Mm. Oh, look at that one. Oh, it's so lovely, isn't it? Look at all that gauze. Morning, ladies. How can I help you? I'd like to try on that dress in the window, please, because I'm getting married-like. Mm, which dress does Madam mean? There are several, you see. That one there with the train thing hanging down the back. Of course. Let me find the substantially larger one in the same style for Madam. Oh. Here we are. Quite a generous size, but one does want to be comfortable on one's big day, doesn't one? Mm. Would you mind removing your Wellington boots before entering the changing rooms? We do have certain standards to keep here at Married Bless. Of course. Oh. Mary, you sit there and I'll go and get changed and then you can tell me what you think, all right? All right. And be honest. All right. You seem about out of sorts today, Mary. You feeling unwell? No. Because oh. you've gone quiet, like. I've never known you quiet. Apart from when you had your tonsils out. God, this feels so weird. Wearing a wedding dress and all. Uh, okay. I'm coming out. Are you ready? Yeah. Ta-da! Well, what do you think? You, you don't like it, do we? Oh, God, I look ridiculous, don't I? I knew I shouldn't have come in here. This is no place for the likes of me. Mary, let's get out of here. Come on, let's go home. No, no, just stay, stay where you are. Oh, my kitty aunt. Sally Ann, you look absolutely lovely. Just like a real woman and not just a farmer. I can't believe her. Really? Yeah, really. <sighs> If Elvis could see you now, he'd be overcome with love for you. He'd be weak with emotion and he would more than likely sweep you up into his arms and sing you one of his better-known romantic ballads. Oh, oh Sally Ann, I can't have you marrying that Johnny Hutchins. It just doesn't feel right. But Mary, I love Johnny. So? I love chocolate and crisps and prawns. Prawns? How can you love prawns? They're the rats of the sea. <sighs> Look, Mary, I love Johnny more than anything or anyone, even Elvis. Oh, how disloyal to the king. Well, it is up to you, but I give set two year tops. Don't say I didn't warn you. And by the way, you looks like a pig in knickers in that there dress. <gasps>
Do I? No, oh, I wouldn't go so far as to say that. Very unkind. A sow in heels, perhaps, but certainly not a pig in knickers. Vicar! Coming! Hello, my dear. Vicar, I... I gotta talk to someone. Come on in, dear. It's Mary, isn't it? That's right, Mary Pring. The Mary Pring that rides a Harley Davidson and has a picture of Jesus tattooed on her forearm? That's right, Vicar, but she's not the real Jesus from the Bible, but the one from Branditch, what I went out with for two days when I was 13. I see. I had his name tattooed on my arm, see? Same time as I had my first piercing. Oh, really? Yeah, it was a two-for-one offer down at Tiffy Tattoos. Oh, what good value. I love those two-for-one offers. But unfortunately, the piercing got infected, like, and my belly button went septic. Oh, dear. And I had to have dressings on it for three weeks. I feel rather queasy. Oh, the smell was horrendous. Like, um, old socks would have been left in the woodshed for a very, very, very long time. Oh. It was a sort of, um, sickly, yet sweet smell, oh. I suppose, sir. Uh... Like silage. Oh! Vicar? Vicar! Oh, my giddy aunt. What should I do now? I know. I'll sing a song from the Bible. I don't know any. A hymn? That's it. Um, we wish you Merry Christmas. We wish you Merry Christmas. Thank we you, wish you Mary. Merry Christmas. There's no need to and continue singing. I merely fainted at your description of the piercing incident. Oh. I have a rather weak disposition when it comes to smells. Oh, I'm so sorry, Vicar. I got a bit carried away. It wasn't really that bad anyway, just a rather puss-filled and, and weeping. Oh. oh, Lord, I've done it again. Wake up, Vicar. Vicar, what do I do now? I know, the kiss of life. Oh, Mary. Vicar, you are right. Just a little hot under the collar. Oh, thank God for that. I haven't been kissed like that since Archbishop Ramsworthy lost control of himself in front of the font. And that, my dear, was quite some time ago. As long as you're all right. I feel absolutely marvellous. Do you have your Harley outside? Yeah. Good. Then I think we should go for a spin to cool down. I'll just go and pop on my leathers. You've got leathers? Certainly. Very useful, too, in the right circumstances. There's not much call for leathers in the church, but they are endlessly practical elsewhere. You're a very unusual vicar, vicar. Well, thank you, my dear. Ah, oh, here they are. Now, what was it you came about? Oh, goodness, these trousers are tight. It's about my friend, Sally Ann Cripplet. She's marrying that imbecile Johnny Hutchins from up Clax's farm. Yes, I know. I'll be doing the service here in Kentis Beer Church. Well, I've got to be bridesmaid. I'm sure you'll look ravishing, Mary. You're a very attractive young woman. Oh. In fact, your décolletage is quite lovely. Thank you, Vicar. Oh, I don't look too bad at all. Mm, attention in the leather hides a multitude of sins. But how I look is not really the problem. You see, I'm in love with Sally Ann Griplet, as in, in love. Oh, I don't look too bad at all. Gosh, this jacket makes me look very rock and roll, don't you think? I love her so much that it hurts, Vicar, and I have such feelings of lust, too. I just feel so... Um, 
confused. Calm yourself, my dear. I knew you were interested in the fairer sex the moment I laid eyes on you. No surprise there. Or oh, shame. But as for Sally Ann, she'll always play the pink oboe. No other instrument will suffice. A word of advice. Don't throw away a wonderful friendship for the sake of muff. Mary, now come along. Let's go burn rubber. How utterly thrilling! Gracelands, calm down. Hello? Sally Ann? Yeah. It's me, Mary. Yeah, and? You alright? Yeah, just fine. Apart from the fact that tomorrow is my wedding day, and apparently my best friend thinks I look like a pig in knickers in my wedding dress. Other than that, I'm I'm having a lovely time. You? I'm so sorry, Sal. I really am. Please forgive me. Truth is, I was just a bit jealous that you suddenly had your future all planned out, and... Nothing's changed in my life apart from my exhaust pipe. I suppose being your maid of honour is out of the question, no? There's no one I want more to be my maid of honour, that is, than you, Mary Pring. It was seeing you in that dress that suddenly made it all clear to me. I always knew I was different, and now I have the answer. I need a flower of my own, Sal. A delicate snowdrop to nurture and shield from the bitter winds of life. Are you feeling all right, Mary? I have never felt better to gently stroke the luminescent petals. I've never heard you talk this way. You will still help me with the de-orning, won't you? Oh, yeah, of course I will, Sal. And you can help me find a better skirt. We may need to look further afield than Kentisbeer Village Hall, though I've heard they do a very good hog roast up at Scrivens Farm in the summer. And I've also heard rumour that Betsy Scrivens is an avid reader of Metalwork Monthly. <laughs> All very promising-like. I'm coming over to stay tonight, Sal, so as I can perform my bridesmaid's duties in full. And don't worry, I shan't jump any. You're uh, too butch for me. Uh, See you later, then. See you later, then, Mary. Oh, who the hell is that now? Hello? Sally Ann Cripplet, tis me, Richard Socksmith, your local irresistible calf dealer. How can I help you, Mr Socksmith? I've heard rumours that you would have been made an honest woman of in the morning, if that is possible, which I very much doubt, considering that little Guernsey you sold me for 130 smackers died last night of middle ear disease. Oh, I'm very sorry to hear that, Mr Sucksmith. I bet you are. You owes me, Sally Ann Criplet, and I intend to be paid in full. No, thick little Sturk was ill. And what about you driving your Land Rover through my new post and rails? Did I? Yes, and over the cornfield, so I think we can safely say it's you that owes me, Mr Sucksmith. Well, then, that's easy to remedy. I could rock around to yours a little later and fully fill your piggy bank with all my loose change on this, your last night of freedom, before the confines of married life suck the passion from you like a newborn calf sucking on his mother's udders. I will 
ride you like a young Lester Piggott in the Grand National. You can be my red rum. Mr. Sucksmith, it's clear from your turn of phrase that you're totally hammered and would be unable to satisfy me in any way, shape or form. I'm a very demanding young woman and, besides, I'd rather be naked on a bed of nettles whilst listening to Des O'Connor sing than lie with you. What's wrong with Des O'Connor? Everything. But he's one of our only remaining professionals of the old school, like Bruce Forsyth. You can't compare Brucey to O'Connor. That's like comparing a malt whiskey to cooking sherry. Human feisty young thing, Sally Ann Cripplet, that's for sure. Well, I wish you luck with the wedding, then. I hopes you'm happy, cos I is rather fond of he really made. You are coming, aren't you? No, to the wedding. You invited me? Of course. I sent an invite weeks back. I never checks me post, cos there's always bills, see? Well, tis tomorrow, here in Kentisbeer Church, 11am. I haven't got you a present made. I can wait, Richard. I'll look forward to a special gift sometime after the wedding then. Good night. Only me, Sal. Mary, I thought you were coming later. Yes, later. Besides, we need to have a few barley wines in preparation for the big day, eh? Oh, Mary, I'm practically dead on my feet. I've bedded in the calves, I've fed six by hand, I've cleared up the top barn, and I've still got 300 sequins to sew on my wedding dress. But you can't sew. Exactly. That's why I'm stressed. Oh, give me the dress, I'll do it for you. <sighs> you are an angel sent from heaven, Mary Pring. <laughs> you go on up to bed. And I'll see you in the morning. Night, Sal. <laughs> Help yourself to a pickled onion, Mary. Oh. You're in the bedroom next to Father's and he started sleepwalking, so push the dressing table in front of the door. If you can't sleep, then there's a copy of the Farmer's Weekly in the bottom drawer and if that don't send you off, then you'll have to open the window and count the sheep. <laughs> there's a torch on the windowsill. Night, Mary. And thanks so much. I loves a wedding, Mavis. Oh, Johnny looks smart, don't he? In his white suit and rhinestone belt. Hey, he looks like that Elvis Presley feller. I do hope he don't spill nothing down himself, cos tis a devil to get stained out of a white suit like that. I remember when Sid got ketchup down his vest. Never got it out. Twas ruined. Oh, Sal's coming in now. Look, Mavis, with her old father. He don't look 93, do I? <laughs> Tis the side, see, to have preserved him. Cor, do look a picture, don't her, Mavis? We scrubs up all right, us country folk, don't us? Mavis? <coughs> Mavis, have you heard a word what I've been saying? Mavis, are you asleep or dead? Well, you can stay there for the moment, cos I ain't missing this wedding for all the tea in China, dead or not. That if you is dead, then you won't mind waiting, Willie. Father, I wish you'd left the shotgun outside. Uh, there ain't no moles in here, and a church is no place for a gun. Uh, here goes then, Father. Hold me tight. In the presence of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, 
We have come together to witness the marriage of Johnny Hutchins and Sally Ann Criplett, to pray for God's blessing on them, to share their joy. The gift of marriage brings husband and wife together in the delight and tenderness of sexual union. <laughs> Father! First, I am required to ask anyone present who knows a reason why these persons may not lawfully marry to declare it now. Sorry, uh, sorry I'm a bit late, but firstly, my new gelding has a touch of laminitis and I had trouble catching the little sod. He won't take to the head collar, see? Eventually, I bribed him with a sugar lump and then you will not believe this. The bloody car wouldn't start, so I had to jump it from the John Deere. Anyways, I'm here now, so please uh, do continue and, uh, and may I say, Vicar, that you're looking very glamorous in your white gown. Uh, uh, Abbott thing, uh, what, what, what you're, uh, you're, you're wearing. <laughs> Please be seated, Mr. Sucksmith. The vows you are about to take are to be made in the presence of God and Richard Sucksmith, of course, who has just graced us with his presence. Thank you, Vicar. Who is judge of all and knows all the secrets of our hearts. Oh, I hope he don't know my secrets, because they'm a sordid lot. I could tell you all that much. <laughs> Please, Mr. Sucksmith, could you sit quietly? Uh, I will try my best, dear. Thank you. Johnny Hutchins, will you take Sally Ann Criplet to be your wife, to have and to hope? I do. <laughs> Jesus, Father. <sighs> Sorry, Vicar, I didn't realise the gun was loaded. You shooting in a church. Tim religious, for God's sake. Uh, father's pleased then, I hear it. Please, Richard, <laughs> would you kindly sit down so that I can get these two married? I haven't got all day, you know, and your constant interruptions are becoming rather tiresome, and if it continues, I will be forced to extricate you by the testicles. Yeah, 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 yeah. too right. Actually, that sounds like it might be fairly pleasurable. <laughs> I give you this ring. As a sign of our marriage, with my body I satisfy you. All that I am, I give to you. All that I have, including my combine harvester, I share with you. They have declared their marriage by the giving and receiving of Elvis memorabilia and, of course, rings. And I therefore proclaim that, finally, they are husband and wife. Yay! Those whom God has joined together, let no one put asunder. Mother, I told you I'd play this one. It is just for you. I wish you was here to see me and Johnny. He looks proper dapper in his white trouser suit, just like Dad did in the wedding picture with you all them years back. Sally Ann. Oh, no, what now, Richard? Well, I couldn't bring your present with me. It was too big, see, mate? It's really not a problem, Richard. I've left it in the back of Johnny's Land Rover. Something special for later on. Mary, dear, what are you doing back here? You'll catch a chill. Am I the tears? There's no cause for sadness. I ain't sad. They're tears of joy. 
I've never seen Sally Ann looking so happy before. And how do you feel, Mary, dear? Oh, a bit lost, I suppose, and a bit worse for wear, which is surprising, because I've only had five snake bites and a baby sham chaser. Well, why don't we go into the hall and have a dance? <laughs> Nothing like a bit of a fiddle to get the juices flowing and the limbs cavorting. I think it's best if I go home now, Vicar. Besides, my Holly Davison needs some um, polishing. Well, it's at this time of night. Yes, there's uh, grease on my panniers. Oh, dear, what a nuisance. Are you sure you're all right, Mary? You do seem a little out of sorts. Yes. I mean, no, what I mean is... Uh, I'm just a bit discombobulated. Wonderful use of the English language. That really is a super word. Discombobulated. Mary. I would very much like to kiss you. Really? Yes, dear. Don't you think God will be watching? I do hope so. I've always imagined him to be a bit of a voyeur. Come here, Mary. <laughs> oh, thank you for that, Vicar. Very enjoyable. Oh, my goody heart. I fall in love with a vicar. Her musky church's smell has sent me all a quiver. God forgive me. Mary Pring, will you marry me? Marry you? Yes. Well, what about God? I don't think he'll be too happy. On the contrary, I think he'll be over the moon. Oh. He is a god of love, after all. And besides, I've resigned as vicar of the parish, as I realise I have other needs that should be fulfilled if I'm to be truly happy. Oh. Look, I, I've got a job lined up in the Taunton branch of World of Warcraft, if you don't feel the same way. But I would dearly love to share your caravan with you and help you polish your Harley until it glistens. My darling Mary, well, what, what do you think? Yes. <laughs> Sorry? Yes, Vicar. I would love to marry you. Celia, dear. Do call me Celia. Celia. Oh, that suits you so well. That's all settled, then. How utterly marvellous. When you leave the vicarage, do you think there's any chance you could keep your vicar outfit? Absolutely. <laughs> Sally Ann, could I tell you I'm the luckiest man this side of Bridgewater? And what about t'other side? Oh, well, we shan't never venture up there. Full of foreigners. Devon's fine for me as long as I've got you, my little Tess of the Dobermans. Come on, Sal, let's be on our way. Any more of that barley wine and I'll be as limp as a lamb's tail. We can't have that on our wedding night, can we, Mrs Hutchins? <laughs> Certainly not, Mr Hutchins. <laughs> Lead the way, your chariot awaits. Oh, my giddy aunt. Look in the back of the Land Rover. Hey? That must be the present from old Socksmith. It's huge. Oh, he never does anything in half measure, Sal. You should know that by now. Well, I never. Look at all those ribbons <laughs> on the box. And the paper even matches them, see? Oh, what's this, then? <laughs> he says... Return faulty goods on this here tag. What's he playing at? Well, open it up then, Sal. 
Oh my God. I don't believe it. He's given us back that Guernsey calf. The one what I sold him with middle ear disease. How did he get it to keep so still in the box? For God's sake, Johnny. It's dead. Jesus! I don't know. He thinks up such tricks. I think that's bloody ignorant. And on my wedding night, too. Uh, At least the calf isn't suffering no more. Sucksmith will be when I get my hands on him. Shut the lid down then, Sal. I'll take it down to the hounds in the morning. Hang on. There's an envelope inside. No, no, no. Give it here. You won't even upset yourself by reading his drivel. We'll take a look later on. Now, hop up in the Land Rover and close your eyes. We're going somewhere special and no peeping. <laughs> All right. You can open your eyes now, Mrs Hutchins. Johnny, this is just... I don't know what to say. Oh, it's lovely, Johnny. You always loved it up here on this hill, so I thought we should spend our first night of married life up here under the stars. I just can't believe that you thought all this up yourself. Hey, 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 watch your dress on the candles. I don't want you going up in flames just yet. At least, not till I've had my wicked way with you. You old romantic. Ooh, make the most of it, cos tomorrow, married life takes over, and we've got double the work now. Here's a glass of Lambrusco. Oh, oh that is scrumptious. Yeah, tis like champagne, only better. <laughs> May I suggest that you remove your rhinestone belt and get down here on the rug? We needs to conjugate the marriage, and I am very good at conjugation. <sighs> Sally Ann, I do hope that you're not disappointed that we're not travelling to a far off land for a romantic honeymoon. Of course not. One day I would like to go to Gracelands, but we got the rest of our lives to do that. I did look into a weekend mini-break to Stegness, but the coach didn't leave Tiverton till late in the morning. By the time we got there, half the day would have been lost. Mm. And then, of course, there's the calves. And old Queenie, the sow. Yeah, and your father. Oh, and most important is the archer's omnibus. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, can't miss that. I felt a bit of drizzle then, Johnny, did you? Well, you best come here and tuck yourself into my coat then, <gasps> Mrs Hutchins. <laughs> oh, what's that sticking in me? Hey, steady on, Mrs Hutchins. I even got me trousers down yet. Oh, it's that envelope from Sucksmith. There's no escaping him, even on our wedding night. Pass me that candle, Johnny, so as I can see. <gasps> oh, what the hell has he wrote? You will not believe this. This can't be for real. Pinch me, Johnny. Huh? Pinch me hard. Ow! Not that hard! Well, I was already obeying my wife's orders. Richard Sucksmith has given us two tickets, first class, to visit Gracelands. Well, I'll be damned. <laughs> he's worn the same Chelsea boots for as far back as I can remember. I don't think he's ever paid for a haircut because he does it with the shears. And he only ever roasts a brisket joint on Sundays because he says other cuts is too expensive. Oh, he's a dark horse, that's for sure. Oh, my God, I'm so excited. Oh, jolly good, because I'm too tired for foreplay. Get yourself over here and I'll give you a good sing to, and then we can discuss the morning calf-feeding rotor. Oh, Johnny, you know just how to press my buttons. And who will be creosoting the top fence, you or me?
we'll toss for it. Oh, no, we won't. <laughs> oh, I love you, Sally Ann Hutchins. <laughs> and I love you too. You have been listening to Devon Girl by Zaley Burrow, directed by Cherry Cookson. With Zaley Burrow as Sally Ann, Mark Straker as Johnny, Rachel Atkins as Mary, Francis Jeter as Vicar, David Timpson as Richard and Mr. C, and Holly Beth Morgan as shopkeeper and voice at wedding. Editing and post production was done by Neil McIntyre, Nick Gladwin, Lester Barry, Gary Abbott at Audio Mill. Original music composed and performed by Chris Parron. Recording took place at Borough Studios and was engineered by Carlos Zuccarelli. Visit wirelesstheatrecompany.co.uk for more audio downloads. Over Kemble Copse, the sun doth rise, tis the dawn of a new day. See the mist hung low down Miller's Leet and the dew drops swift away. There's a swan.